this is Brianna. Welcome to another episode of the Young Parent Podcast. Today, I am so excited because we have a very interesting guest, but I'll let her introduce herself and tell us her credentials and a little bit about herself. Hi, I'm Jennifer Moss, and I'm the founder of babynames.com. I'm also the co-host of the Baby Names podcast, which I host with my sister, Mallory. And I wrote a book called The Baby Names Workbook. Oh, okay. I am so excited <laughs> because when I was pregnant, I mean, as first time mom, you know, you're so excited. But even with the, my girl, I have both genders. I had this baby name book. And it, if you know, if you, you're an author, so you know that in it's the meaning, the origins, where it comes from, what else it can mean, things like that. I was so focused on the meaning. I was like, okay, even if it sounds weird, but it has a good meaning, then I want that. <laughs> and then my husband was the opposite. He was like, I just wanted to sound good regardless of the meaning. So we were on two different spectrums. How do right. you feel about that? Is meaning more important than the sound? Nowadays, it's a little more important because back before the internet, people didn't go around looking up meanings of names. You know, not everyone had a baby name book. You know, once you had your baby, you chucked it, right? Or you donated it. But now the information is more available. So your kid or your kid's friends might go to the internet and look up the meaning on sites like babynames.com. And so you do want to make sure that it's not horrible, you know? <laughs> But mm -hmm. I don't think the meaning itself is as important as the name that they're going to bear for the rest of their life. So you do have to think about how the name sounds with the last name and if if they're going to have to spell it for people all the time. And is it going to be a burden or is it going to be a blessing? You have to think about things like that. I agree. I was speaking with my friend Hayden this morning because I was so excited about uh, talking with you. I've been talking about it all week. And I was saying within the different communities, it's interesting to see how names are. I have a multi-collective of friends. And it's funny because they're all mothers and the names that they choose for their kids are very interesting. For mm -hmm. example, like my friend Emily, she has three boys. Her oldest three are Spud, Sledge, and Blade. Oh, okay. And she said she just wanted to keep it simple. Right. And then but I she have likes dictionary relatives. names. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then so then I have relatives who will piece together different names from different things. Like my cousin Erica, her husband's name is Steven. They have a son named Stutravius. Mm. So, and then you see different names like Arcasia or mm -hmm. different names like they take from theirs and they add something else to it because they like the sound of it. Right. And it's interesting to me because I was all like, where is the line between trying to be too original mm -hmm. to where it gets weird or <laughs> like being too simple and it's weird, like Spud. But I think it's really up to the parents. You know, again, you have to look at a name from the perspective of the child and how they're going to have to live with it. Um, so if it has meaning to you and you're combining names of people that you admire or the parents, I think that's wonderful. And I myself love created names. Uh, it's, that's always, I mean, because I'm a name person. So all my life I've been 
obsessed with names. And that's how this whole thing came about. So I like creating names myself. And so when I hear about created names, I always ask the person, what's the story behind that? And so it could be like even a conversation starter. I have a qu- uh, I have a quick question going off of names. What's your favorite like invented fake person name like from like from sci-fi or fantasy or like popular fiction? Oh my gosh, that is a good question. I'd have to think about that. You know, it's really interesting because the Game of Thrones names became so popular and funny enough, Khaleesi, which actually hit the U.S. charts was not even her name. It was her title. It was, Mm -hmm. you know, Wife of the Call because her name was Daenerys, right? But I would have to say I love the name Katniss, and that was created for the Hunger Games. I think that could totally be a name because you could call her Kat or Kate, and it actually came from a flower. It wasn't completely created, but I would totally use Katniss. That's a good, that's a good, that's a good made up name. (laughs) <laughs> I feel like Tom Bambadil is the perfect made-up name for who that <laughs> character is. So anyway, so I just thought that would be interesting because, you know, their authors have to create names all the time. And so they, they use names that they know or right. they use names that they feel like represent the world they're living in. Mm-hmm. And sometimes those names become real names. And so I was curious which which of them were your favorite Yeah, and something my sister says is like all names were created at some point. All of them were made up, right? So it all depends when they were created. It was created recently or created 2,000 years ago. That's certainly true. For me, I think the name is so important. And I, I, internet, like you said, goes a long way, but I'm, I think about before we knew the origins of names and you were just giving a baby a name without its meaning, how big of an effect does that name? Because literally you're calling your person what that what that name me is. So like if a name means like my husband's name means old. So literally before we realize his name mean old, you're literally calling him old. Like you're like, <laughs> hey, old or bring me this old. And it's like, I wonder, it's funny when you think about without knowing the origins of a name, what you can call a person. Right. Or what they're answering to. Right. Right. Well, you know, you have to realize that names are tied to identity so closely. So, you know, it's one of the most important decisions you can make and choose for your child. It's more important than the crib or the layette or the design of the baby's room is the name. And I think that's why... You know, we get so many visitors to our site because people find it difficult to choose names. Um, But again, I don't think the meaning is as important as, you know, how it flows with the last name. And, you know, like you said, if you're using like a dictionary word like spud, which is think means potato. Right, right. Um, you know, and people will know the meaning off the top of their heads, you know, or blade. And we but she find, thought it was edgy. Yeah, yeah. And, you're, and, <laughs> and, you know, we have a whole episode on expectation names, too. So if you give your child a name like honor or justice, you are instilling a little bit of an expectation on that child. Like, you know, what if they commit a crime and have to go up in front of a judge? That's going to be a little embarrassing. <laughs> not, 
not that you're expecting your child to do so, but you know, you have to balance out like, how can they really live with this name, you know? And I so agree. be careful of expectation names. You know, um, Messiah, I think, is a really new one that's jumped heaven. up onto the charts. Heaven, angel, prince, king is mm-hmm. huge now, mm-hmm. queen. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's a lot to live up to if you think about it. I or celebrity names. Queen. I had a lot of. I had a lot of Beyonce's when mm-hmm. I was in school. You have a lot of Elvises. Right. You have a lot of, I know a girl named Madonna. It's a lot, it's Rihanna's name is getting popular. You know, yeah. they idolize these celebrities and they pick these these type of names to name their children. Right. And they get teased for it in school. Like yeah. Madonna and the girl named Madonna that I know, and a couple girls named Beyonce got teased in school for having those type of names. And then I also got to think about like, how is your child? I don't know. How is your child going to feel about exactly. the name that they're given? Of course, of course they have no choice or, you know. But you have to think that's, no. that's your fandom. That's not your child's fandom. Mm-hmm. Like, if you love Beyonce, that's great. She's an amazing <laughs> performer right. and she's an entrepreneur. And, like, I admire her, too. But that might not be somebody that's in your child's realm or life. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to think of her as some exactly. old lady, some grandma, you know. Right. Imagine her grandma named Beyonce, like uh, Gigi Beyonce or something. Like, I know. You got to think about yeah. that. Listen, I would love Grandma Beyonce. Like, that'd be a great <laughs> grandma. Speaking of how you shouldn't let your, you know, interests and and love, love of things you know, affect the name you give your child who may or may not like those things. What advice would you give to young parents about how to choose a name? Well, like I said, first and foremost, think about the name from the perspective of the child. And there's several games that we put parents through to help them do that, do just that. One is, if you're thinking about a name, go to the coffee shop and use it. That's called our coffee shop test. How does it feel? Did they spell it right? Did they laugh at you? You know, like step inside that name and see what it feels like to have it. Introduce yourself to your partner as that name out loud, because saying it, first and last name is how they're going to introduce themselves. Does it easily, you know, come out and sound good together? Or are you tripping up on syllables? Or does it not sound good together? Because sometimes something will look good on paper that doesn't really sound good when you speak it. Those are a couple tests. Another test I love to do is like ask a six-year-old, what do you think about the name, you know, (laughs) Spud? And see how they react, because that's how the kids are going to treat them on the playground. So we have little tests that we uh, tell parents to do to kind of try out the name before they for sure give it to their child. My thing is, I have a lot of relatives with apostrophes in their names, Mm -hmm. and it takes away the sound of the name. How important is spelling to a name? I don't think there's creative spellings of common names. Again, they're going to have to spell it for people if it's not the, quote, traditional spelling. But I've seen lovely names with apostrophes, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know, it has to do in particular with a lot of the Creole culture. If you see like D-E or L-A 
or A apostrophe that goes back to the French Creole culture in the South, specifically in the Louisiana area. So it has a lot of history. And I would never advise parents against something that comes from their culture or history. I'm laughing because like, but we didn't know my husband's name meant old until we got the baby book. Mm -hmm. And it was funny because he used to think his name was so cool because nobody had it. And he was all like, I What's just know name? my name probably when we were, his name is Auden. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. His name is Auden and nobody had it or nobody mm -hmm. I knew, nobody he knew, nobody I ever met had it. And I was like, well, you know, that is pretty cool. I bet it means something cool until we realized what it actually meant. And then the kicker is his middle name is Lloyd, which means gray haired. Yeah. <laughs> according to the book. So it's like, you're literally old gray haired. And it's funny because without even knowing what that meant, you know, your parents <laughs> had to have put that together and probably just went by the sound of it. Right. Or how it felt, the feeling of it, without paying attention to the meaning. Yeah. So for me, that's why I say meaning is so important to me personally than a sound. Yeah. Because it's like, it's what you're being called. It's what you're answering to. So this whole time, Auden has been answering to old gray haired. And I just think it's funny. <laughs> Another name like that that does not have a good meaning, and I don't think a lot of people realize this, is the name Kennedy. And that was used, you know, a lot in my generation for our kids because of President Kennedy. He was a beloved mm -hmm. president of the United mm -hmm. States. And when you go back to the Irish Gaelic, it really means ugly head or ugly misshapen oh. head from a helmet. So, I, and I'm, I apologize. I always apologize to all the Kennedys out there that your parents the didn't Kennedys. look up, didn't look up their name, meaning. But when people ask now, I always advise against it, only because it might hurt their feelings. And we've even gotten hate mail saying, "How dare you say that the meaning of Kennedy means ugly, misshapen head?" And I'm like, "We didn't make it up. Like this is what it means in <laughs> old Gaelic. <laughs> we don't make up the meanings of the names on our database. We research them." So I would advise against using the name Kennedy for now. I mean, here's the thing. You advise against it if you care about what the word means versus what it means to you or what it yes. might mean to your child. Because right. here's the thing. No one knows that until you tell them. So mm -hmm. and just like uh, Brian, like your, your husband's name, he didn't know. He liked it because it was rare, right? Mm -hmm. It was probably rare because people used to know what it meant, but they don't know what it means <laughs> right. now. So <laughs> and exactly. yeah, and language is constantly changing. So, That's you know, true. I mean, again, like my name which is a, an Old Testament name, isn't actually the name because there isn't a J in Hebrew. So Jesse right. doesn't actually exist there. So mm -hmm. my, my Hebrew name is what's actually said there, which is a completely different word. And so, you know, that's, that's one of the things where you think about how language develops and how different cultures' language develop. And so words, be, you know, words become fluid. As someone whose name gets misspelled all the time, for some reason. Um, right. Uh, if you ever want to hear, if you, only, if you only want to hear a conversation that'd be interesting to like a hundred people on the planet, get a Jesse, a Jesse with an IE and a Jesse with a Y together. And we can tell you exactly <laughs> why people get confused. But do you like your but name? Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, I, yes. I mean, now it's my name, right? Yeah. I try to change. I try to go by my middle name, which was Nathan in middle school. Uh, that's the name of my grandfather. Mm -hmm. And 
I only failed because I had the same math teacher in eighth grade that I did in the sixth grade, and she just would not get on board with calling me Nathan. And so uh, my dream of Nathan died. But yeah, now it's my name, and I'm just you know annoyed when it gets misspelled right. uh, by people. And that's you know it's just it's fun to complain about. But yes. I know other people with much more difficult to spell names who have much more problems than I do. But I do like well, the Starbucks name. test. That's a good one. Yeah, my name is has been the top 10 name for like 20 years back in the 70s and 80s. But people will still mis- misspell it. So, you know, they're just people well, who like, will do that. And so, you know, what names like Jennifer and like Richard, names that have natural nicknames, right? Mm-hmm. How do you how do you like counsel what do you tell people who are thinking of a of a Jennifer or a Richard or any of the names that have, you know, shorn versions that people are going to naturally use, whether the person likes that or not. Like, do you have a uh, a preferred, you know, short Jennifer or are you a full on Jennifer? Yeah. So when somebody automatically calls me Jenny, I always correct them. That was my name up until like I was eight. And so I identify that with being a child. And then I dropped it thinking that it was just too babyish. But I know a lot of adults who do go by Jenny. I usually go by Jen or Jennifer. You know, my friends call me Jen. But what I tell parents is that you can choose, a lot of them like get so involved in like, oh, what's their nickname going to be? But I learned from being a parent and my daughter's Miranda, which could have many, many nicknames. I didn't want her to be called Mindy Mandy or Randy. So we chose (laughs) Mimi when she was a baby and a, a young child. But eventually she shed that too. And she's like, yeah, I'm not Mimi anymore. I'm Miranda. And don't call me Mimi. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so it's really up to the person themselves. So whatever you call them. And I would say just don't fret over nicknames because they're going to decide what they want to be called. And, and they should because it's their name. Historically. And from a cultural standpoint, African-Americans didn't have control over their names right. uh, when we were brought to the Americas. And how do you think that's impacted our name, our uh, naming of our children now? Yeah. Um, oh, and then secondly, yeah. mm-hmm. try being an Elisa in the <laughs> 70s when there were no other Elisas. I've been Alice, Alicia. Um, uh, what is the one? Uh, it's Alicia. just Alicia, Alicia. And so for me, I just started realize that I was different. So I started answering to whatever they said because I knew it was me and they were mm. mispronouncing my name. Right. Which now I understand the importance of my name, but it's still hard for me to correct people just from that childhood experience. I know. Um, that's yeah. an afterthought. But my original question was about culturally, how has that impacted our names? Yeah, absolutely. I think it, there was a huge impact on African-American naming because in any suppression of any culture, and it, including the Jews who had their names taken away as well in the Holocaust, the African-Americans had their original names taken away during slavery, then there is a kickback. And if you see in the civil rights era, starting in the mid-60s and through now, that's why 
African Americans wanted to shed their, quote, Christian names. And they started creating names. And it's a wonderful thing. So that's the evolution in we're going to take our identity back. We're going to use Arabic and African names and name elements in using our names and our culture. And that's going to be our culture from now on because we're not going to let anyone tell us what our names are. So that has had a huge impact in Black baby naming for sure. And Elisa, you probably remember when Roots first came out and the miniseries and how um, how much of an impact that had. And it had a very, very serious and impactful scene where Kunta Kinte was saying his name was Kunta Kinte and they were beating the name out of him. And I think that scene even in particular had a huge impact in both the black and the white communities and and naming in particular. And it showed how important names were to not only your personal identity, but the culture in which you associate. Yeah. And words are words have power. Exactly. I mean, there's no other way to to say that. Words just have power. I've also become acutely aware and I, of the fact that we were not slaves. We were enslaved. And right. so I have, I'm making a conscious effort of right. taking the word slave out of my vocabulary. But I say that to say words have so much power. And I really appreciate your engaging with us today because we want all of these young people to realize how very important a name is. Right. And so we just think about it. And I myself was a teen parent. I was 15 when I had my first baby. I had no clue. I just knew that I liked the name Latoya, did not have an understanding of the meaning, did not have an understanding of the importance of a name. Mm -hmm. So I think this is very, very important for us to get to our young people. Words have power, right? right? As do names, meaning like, you know, uh, Alisa, you talked about, you know, using enslave instead of we were, uh, we were slaves. That's the same thing I used to do when I was educating people about the Holocaust, which is like, Jews weren't victims, they were targets, because right. those two words mean different things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one puts onus on, on the victim versus the, you know, the assailant. And right. I feel like that's, that, that's important to remember on a more fun note. Something else I feel like young parents should think about is how many other kids are going to have similar names because mm -hmm. my friend group, we have multiple Ryans, right? Yeah. And so we can't all call them Ryan. So they all, they all just decided to go by like either their last name or a nickname version of their last name. So mm -hmm. one was named Ryan Short and he is Shorty. <laughs> the other one is Ryan Flippo and we just call him Flippo. Uh, which is funny because some of us work together in offices now and have to remember to call them by their actual name, not our nickname right. of them. And a lot of our friends went by their last name instead of their first name, except for me because I was the, one. I was the, the only Jesse Ulrich is not a great nickname. So, so I mean, I think about every part of the name. I'm guessing because some people, yeah. you know, will blend them together. Talking about popularity. It has changed. Our culture in here in the U.S. has changed from the 1950s and 60s, where it was so important to conform and everybody wanted 
more popular names to now where people are avoiding the more popular names. People are actually seeking out more unique and creative names. And I know that from our SEO, we look at what people are searching for and they're searching for unique names, unusual names. And we also see that on the baby name charts. So in 1960, like, 20% of all babies born had a top 10 name, whereas now it's about 1%. So you see that parents are avoiding the more popular names now. And, you know, it comes from being unique is now more accepted, right? So our culture is changing where we're accepting diversity and we're accepting different cultures and we're accepting being different is okay. You know, we're not quite there yet, but we're on the road there. <laughs> I was going to piggyback off of what Jesse said, because I, too, have a hugely common name mm -hmm. and it's different ways to spell it and pronounce it. And I was talking to Elisa before this and I hated, I hated my name all throughout school because in a classroom of like 22 girls, I promise you 11 of us were all Brianna's. And then like Jesse said about the Ryan, then you have to resort to using characteristics or other things to attach mm -hmm. it. And you couldn't just go by your name because everybody had it. And then not only that, but my name is Brianna and you got Brianna sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't like how that sounded because I was so used to, you know, my mom and other people saying the Anna with it. So it was a constant correction on the pronunciation of it. And I was all like, not only do I got to deal with the pronunciation, I got to deal with the, <laughs> everybody else having it. And then they spelling it with the E and then with the, it's the I. And I'm just yeah. like, I just do not like this name. I, I swear right. I'm not with the popular names if ever. I, and I told myself, I was like, if I ever become a mother, I will not give my child a name that's commonly used because I do not mm -hmm. want them to get into school and see 30 other right. of them. And that's really you know, common that's nowadays. The parents don't want common names. Um, and a lot of us had common names back, you know, 20, 40, 50 years ago. And those of us who do did grow up with very common names, of course, I was never the only Jennifer in the class ever, want to give a little more thought to our children's names. I chose Miranda because it was my, her grandmother's maiden name on my husband's side. So it was his mother's maiden name. And I always loved it because it was a Shakespeare name. And it was prior to Sex in the City, so it wasn't very popular. Nobody had really been <laughs> named Miranda. Um, and it's still not the top 100 so I, I think I did okay <laughs> speaking of um, years ago Jennifer I I have noticed recently a trend in old names uh, mm -hmm. a friend of mine just named her baby Lily Rose another friend has an Olive and a Louise what's your research saying about old names yeah, I mean, we've heard them called the hundred year names, the, you know, names from a hundred years ago, return of the 20th century, coming back into style. Um, I kind of attribute that to people having the ability to research their family trees and being able to find out names from their family two and three and four generations ago. The name, like you said, Lily, uh, from our family tree, we found a cool name, August. 
And that's coming back into style. And I thought, I bet people are going back and saying, oh, that's a cool name. Oh, you know, that's one of my ancestors. That's a cool name. And also another trend that's happening is surnames being, or last names, being used as first names. And that's a great way if you go back in your family tree to honor a whole branch of it. You know, if you have an Addison or a Madison, those names are being used as first names now. Lincoln, for example, I've heard of both boys and girls being named Lincoln. Hamilton. Exactly. A lot of Carters. Carters yeah. with K's and Carters with C's. Right. For sure. And so I think, you know, those old fashioned names are coming back into style because people have more access to their own history. Yeah. Brianna, I, I, I mean, Brianna, Brianna, I have Brianna. to apologize. <laughs> I have a Brianna and she spelled B-R-E and then I have a Brianna. So I'm basically constantly calling them the wrong name because they're close in age and they are both my people how but i have to apologize to my brianna because i we went into the hospital expecting a boy so i had a boy's name and then she comes out this girl and i'm lost <laughs> and my cousin said just name her Bri brianna and so i said oh okay i never even thought about it um, but my mother-in-law wanted to name her Shannon, which is her maiden name. Mm, and mm -hmm. now looking back, I wish I had done that. Um, yeah. I, I just, I wish I had done that just because of the family history. And then because during that time, there weren't a lot of Shannons and there are not a lot of black Shannons. Right. So. So that was totally my fault, and I apologize to both of you guys for having the comment. And you know what? And that's funny because I, it's funny that you should mention race kind of connected to a name because I liked it, the name Hunter for uh, I, my first child was a boy. I love the name Hunter. Of course, my son is African-American. Uh, but when I brought the name to my husband, he was all like, what type of little black boy is going to be named Hunter? <laughs> and I was all like, yeah. I wonder how many households are having this conversation where you can't it's name, really you know, yeah. you can't place the name based on the color, you know, because mm -hmm. that's that first thought or or uh, Keisha, what type? Of, I know my friend, she liked the name Keisha, but they're like, what type of little white girl's going to be named Keisha? So it's like, it's funny how you can like a name, but mm -hmm. then you have to factor race into the name. Yeah. So that's interesting as well. Well, my daughter's surname was Hispanic because my husband was his Hispanic. And I wanted to name her Kelly because I have Irish roots. And my mother said, you can't do that because Kelly Mendoza sounds ridiculous. And, you know, looking back, it doesn't sound ridiculous to me. It's just <laughs> cultural combining, right? You know, it's Kelly Mendoza. But my mom kind of nixed that for me. And I shouldn't have let her do that, which brings me to external input sometimes it can be good because you're going to be asking people their opinion of names and sometimes you have to just let it be and make sure that you're listening to your own heart and the two parents or one parent whoever is going to be having this child chooses what they love exactly right I wish I hadn't listened because I still love Hunter and 
If I could go back, I would definitely name him Hunter. Right. Like, names have an origin, but they don't have a race. That's how I feel. I'm going to use that. I like that. <laughs> so I guess um, maybe let, let's round it up like this. If you had to make like a four-point bullet list for people on mm-hmm. you, things to think about when they are about to have a child or adopt a child and, you know, mm-hmm. or even a pet because I, I, I know people who have, who give their pets human names and their, their humans what sound pet like names. pet names. But yeah, so like if, you know, what are the four things that are the most important that, yeah, that's, you know, soon to be parents should think of. We do have tips. I'd say don't make your child's name a joke. Might be cute if your last name is Ball, you think you want to name your daughter Crystal, but they're going to have to live with that name the rest of their lives. And it might be setting them up for ridicule and teasing. So you don't want to do that. Beware of giving your child a nickname as a given name, because a lot of people are saying, well, I just want to name her Jenny and I'm going to put Jenny on the birth certificate. But, you know... You have to realize you're not just naming a baby, you're also naming an adult. So give them a formal name and let them choose their own nickname. I'd say to avoid those expectation and exalted names like Charity or Queen. I understand that it does infuse power into your child, um, but it also might work against them. And also, um, you know, Research your family's history. You might just find some really cool names that you want to use, and it will have meaning to you and your child. And uh, uh, remind people again where they can read and listen to you. Babynames.com is our website. We've been around for 25 years, so it's hard to miss us. And you can listen to the Baby Names podcast on all major podcast players. We just finished our 74th episode. So if you're looking for a name, that's a really good resource. Brianna, do you want to you take us out from here? Yes. Thank you, Jennifer, for being here with us. I learned so much today, and I'm so glad that you were here to impart your take on names. You answered so many questions, and I appreciate you for that. You have been a superb guest. Well, thank you for having me. This has been really fun. 